Hello everyone and welcome to the to-do list. Fall is here and everybody wants to see the foliage, at least I do. So we decided to go to Storm King and if you don't know what Storm King is, it's basically an art installation that is in New York and uh, the Hudson Valley area and it basically shows a lot of structures, specifically more modern art metal sculptures around 500 acres of land and it is absolutely beautiful especially this time of year where you can see all the foliage to your heart's delight so we went there along with a few other places nearby to pick up some delicious food because that's what i'm always about and so with that here we go hi this is noah hey it's camberly and this is the, the to-do list so, this week we want to talk about another road trip we took. We had started a series a little bit talking about a road trip we took from New York to Beacon, New York. And then, recently, we took another road trip because, well, with coronavirus being here, uh, travel's been a, bit a little bit limited. But, even when you take yourself out of coronavirus time, as hard as it is to imagine that road trips will still be a possibility. And I feel like for Kimberly and I, it's something we really haven't taken full advantage of. But before we started recording this podcast, I don't think we did enough road trips in our life. Do you agree? Um, Usually because we would try to go places overseas or different states and things. And so what I will say about the whole... Um pandemic thing is that it's forcing us to be more creative you know and and to enjoy our own state and even our own borough so it's been actually in some ways good in that respect because we would have missed out on many things that we didn't know about frankly true so this this road trip is a second in our series and we decided to head up north to an area our main goal was a place called storm king but then we also made stops in Newburgh and New Windsor. So we're just going to call this our Storm King episode, yeah. but we feel like that's just one of the things we did in the Hudson Valley region. But it was the main reason why we were going there. So that's another reason why we're calling it the Storm King, Storm King episode. Say that five times fast. Because <laughs> that, was our, that was the main event. That's what we were going for. It is something that I was so excited to do. I just was so excited. As soon as I found out about it, saw pictures of it, it is, it's, I've been obsessed with it. Do you feel we should just talk about Storm King first and then say what other things we did in the area? Yeah. yeah. Because, because that's, that's kind of what our main thrust was. We had wanted to go to Storm King and we decided to go in the fall because in, in Kate, for those of you who don't know what Storm King is, is it's basically an out door museum it's 500 acres and it's in hudson valley um it's actually in new windsor it's a large-scale sculpture and site it has site-specific commissions it's been in operation since 1960 and it has uh, changing exhibitions and programming basically we we went in a car and they're very good about contactless contactlessness and getting us in there but it's basically an outdoor museum with a lot of sculptures. Is a way to, I think, a good way to put it? Yeah, it's, it's a very good way to put it. Um, look, the main thing is I saw some of the pictures online, which you can see in various places. And, of course, fall, it's just, the fall is just beautiful. There's just beautiful colors everywhere with these huge, and most of them are metal statues. The idea of that in big open fields with 
beautiful fall colors just excited me to no end. But that being said, it's kind of difficult. It's like cherry blossom season. You're not guaranteed to see what you want to see, you know, as far as full bloom of leaves. Um, and so it, it's kind of a crapshoot in that respect, you know. You can't guarantee when anything is going to, when the leaves are going to be changed. I will say that you probably have a better shot between mid-October to the first week of November. But again, it depends on how cold it's been and if the, the, the trees want to behave. And that's something that I think was a particular perk for when we went to see the sculptures that were there. Because we had the fall foliage blooming if you're going to call it that or changing color and I felt as though what was unique about this it was an integration or an intertwining of both nature and art so for me I really enjoyed that night I feel like for me this is the time of year to go because I feel in the spring yeah things are opening in the summer it's probably a little bit warm in winter I'm trying to contemplate going wanted to go out there we got lucky because we did have to book our tickets ahead of time and it is a rain or shine kind of thing Mm -hmm. so if it rains when you're going you know what your your ticket is your ticket you know you you take that risk and we were lucky um in terms of weather and fall foliage and i I really felt it was the best of both worlds uh the integration of man-made and nature for me uh, I, I guess my question. Go ahead, Kimberly. You have a thought. I can tell. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, no, I do. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that. I think here's the thing: if you're big into art, you'll love this. If you love nature, you'll love it. But I will say that a lot of it is very modern. Um, you know, like I said, metal sculptures. So it depends if you like that. I think if you're not into that, you may go, "What is this?" But that being said, it's just a beautiful area and well kept and taken care of just to walk around even. Now, at this time of the recording, some people may go, well, that's a lot of money to walk around in, you know, nature for. It's basically $20 per person. Um, And some people may think that's a little bit steep, uh, especially if you're not big in art. But if you look at it as an hourly basis, we spent four hours there easily. And we, it's 500 acres. 500 so no, that's a lot of ground i completely agree but if you're not into specifically like modern art or or, or sculptures metal and you're sculptures, just there to walk you mean yeah it may not be for you so i'm just kind of breaking it up for me i love art i love nature it was the perfect marriage for me and uh, just make sure you have comfortable shoes and um you know, sunblock because not, the visitor center is not even open right now because of what's happening with the pandemic. So, but there are outhouses just waiting for you to use them. But you know, you're not going to be able to really hide anywhere. So make sure you have sunblock. Have some water with you. Um, be responsible. Don't litter. Um, you can even bring some food and eat in certain places and make a full day of it, which I really recommend that you do. And there were geese, uh, uh, Canadian geese there as well. Meaning, when we talk about nature and there yeah. is some, yeah, if you like to walk and, uh, yeah, $20 could be, seen. It, it depends. I guess it depends how you look at it. For me, uh, yeah, I agree with Camberley. I tend to like art and nature. Um, do you mind if I shout out specific sculptures or no? Uh, Meaning, just because there were some that really spoke to me and I did a little bit of research on them. Um, For me, it was interesting just because I wasn't sure what to accept. We kind of, as I said, 500 acres. It's a lot of land. And we didn't even cover all of them. No, we did not. Um, One of them that stuck out to me was called North, South, East, West, which basically looks like a water fountain. It's done by the artist Linda Benglis. 
And this, to me, is kind of like an intellectual, like... I feel like good art stimulates you intellectually and emotionally. I had an emotional reaction, but I feel like once I read her description of it, I'm more uh, stimulated intellectually. One of the things they said is... And, Campbell, I think you remember this one. They said it can either be reminiscent of waves, lava, or prehistoric creatures. Which I one did you remember see? This. See, I, I actually don't remember them by name. I, I tended to just enjoy the um, the ambiance without getting too wrapped up in that. Um, so I don't even remember which one that was. It was the one on the top of the hill by the columns. What struck me most about that is it basically looks like old Roman columns. And you can see it when you first enter from a lot of the lawn. You can see certain sculptures. And this is one that you could. It was it was just interesting because it was like being in Rome, kind of. Because um, you can see it almost everywhere. I mean, it was a nice piece. Yeah. But the, the creatures by the water fountain in front of it. See, and I kind of gave it away there because for me, I feel like I saw as creatures by that water fountain in front of the columns, whereas their debate is it could be water or lava. Um, another one that I felt stuck out to me was by Zhang Huan, which was called Three-Legged Buddha, which I think Kimberly remembers yep, that one remember that definitely. One. Yeah. Um, that one I found interesting is that I didn't realize the sculpture, so they put a half face, they put basically from the nose up, it's actually the artist's self-portrait. Oh, that's good. So I, I didn't know that beforehand. So actually, and that's what I liked very much about uh, going to Storm King is once I went there, I was like, huh, some of them struck me in a way I wanted to find out more. The last one that I, I was kind of uh, kind of uh, enraptured by, I guess, would be one called Adam by Alexander Lieberman. Apparently, this I, I didn't know. It was done in 1970. And apparently it incited outrage from Nixon. Apparently, it was originally in Washington, D.C. on display, and Nixon wanted it moved to a place where it was less visible. He didn't want it there. So I'm like, oh, okay. Because I don't know that I found this one all that, like, (laughs) rage-inducing. But then again, it was Nixon. So, I mean, maybe he was easily uh, excitable, shall we say. There you go. So, that being said, Storm King, there there are a number of pieces, and I, I... I, I enjoyed it immensely. So I did. I did too. Um, I I think here here's the thing. You do want to read up on some of these statues, and they'll give you a description when you go up to the individual ones because some of them you're really not supposed to touch. They don't want you to interact with. I will say the majority. I think from from my understanding is you could interact with most of them. Like they would be these huge sculptures, huge. I mean, like huge. They just made you look so tiny, and they'd have sections where you could sit on them. There was one that involved a swing, I remember, and from I, I wanted to be on that swing, but the entire time we were there, there was somebody on that swing. So apparently that's the most valuable place to be in all of Storm King, is the swing on that sculpture. Swing. Uh, Everybody was on that, like, at all, and, and like a couple of uh, girls there were like there for like an hour. They just would not leave. <laughs> which is, I mean, you which, know what? No, we're not going to get upset about. They're enjoying themselves. They're enjoying but themselves. people wanted to you know i was i was literally looking when it was getting to closing time and we were you know gonna be not escorted out but you know it's kind of the point where you gotta move it along move it along move it along yeah. i'm like hey maybe the swing will be open nope that swing was not no, open never open. it's it's well and maybe it was just too crowded that day i don't know but it didn't even matter even though i didn't go on the swing i still enjoyed storm king and i'm so glad i went in fall i was curious like if they do something in the winter but and that's what I, I think is, for me, the big, biggest asset or the 
part that makes me say this is a glowing review of Storm King mm-hmm. is it left me interested, it, it stimulated me, and it made me think, oh, what's it like in spring? What's it like in winter? What's it like in different times of year? So I really enjoyed it. No, I agree. And also seeing how um, things change. Like throughout the day, the lighting will change. So from a photographer's perspective, it was kind of interesting, which I'm a photographer. So it was it was interesting, especially when the golden hour would hit, um, especially with the way that they played with the leaves. Um but it's just, you know what I liked about it is that it's not just a go, go, go kind of place. You can make it that way if you want to see all the sculptures. Unfortunately, we didn't make it. But then again, part of me doesn't isn't even upset about that because it was just relaxing. They have this beautiful pond there where there's uh, geese, Canadian geese. And you could just sit along that. And we did. And we just sat there and enjoyed the view of it. It was just absolutely just, it was just beautiful and just relaxing just sitting there. Um, and a lot of people were just doing that and talking to their friends and just enjoying the company with the friends and being surrounded by the beauty. Um, you can also ha- ride bicycles there. They do let you rent bicycles. So if you do want to move quickly and see all of the statues, you can ride these bikes on these paths. And, um, you know, it's interesting because some of the statues are kind of hidden or on the edges. So you have to really walk to get to them, or the one that you had to walk into the forest, kind of. That they went, oh, there's uh, another there, statue down there. There was one that had an arrow pointing to it, because it was not necessarily the most uh, visible one, shall yes. we say. So we basically had to head toward, I want to say it was Nostok 2. And it was pointed out uh, into the woods, we, and it was made out of stones rather yeah. than steel or of traditional sculptural materials so it was it was was a little bit of a journey it was it was and there's just very different things it's not just the steel structures those are the ones that obviously you see more so but they had uh, like um easter island head that was there yes that was kind of cool uh that was obviously made of stone they have things in the ground that you can see um it's just it's kind of cool just to go through and through and see the different styles. Um, Some blend into nature really well, and that's yeah. when she, when Kimberly talked about Nostek Two. Kind of, if if I did not know it was there, the label was on it. Yeah. But if it weren't there, I don't know that I would look at it and think, "Oh, that's art. Oh, that's a sculpture." And that's kind of what I liked to a degree. And that sometimes it was apparent, "Oh, this is man-made," and sometimes it wasn't so apparent. There was yeah. one we went on, and we're like, uh, "I don't know what." If it's right or it's wrong, when we went in the woods. That yeah, time. yeah. So I enjoyed the experience, and I liked that aspect of it as well. No, yes. I did too. I did too. And I think it's ex- it's what you make of it. You can make this trip anything that you want. If you're more athletic, you can ride the bikes. You know, you can climb up hills. Just be wary that there are a lot of steep hills there. So if you know you have like an injury or you're older or you're you don't feel that that's for you you don't have to climb up them you can still see the statues but just know there are some hills that are steep and so you're going to get a little exercise out of that and I, and I exercise and a few times I was like who doggies <laughs> I was winded with a couple of them um you know as far as children there were children there um I don't know like if, if kids would really love this as much, it'd be nice for picnic, a family picnic, but it doesn't have like swings or anything. No. It's not like that. And the kids can go on some sculptures, but there's also some where they're like, don't touch. So, you know, it would be a fun little family event, but I would say after a while, the kids may get a little bit restless. They can run around though. There's a lot of places to run around, but I don't know if it's necessarily 
you know. I I think where you're going is some some parents might get the impression that this is very interactive, and it's interactive it to is. a degree, yeah. but not every piece is a hundred percent interactive, and yeah. and not only that, it, it's basically a museum. It's it basically is. a museum, and so I, I think your kid may be a little bit more entertained than he or she would be in a museum. But exactly. I, I wouldn't say this is the same as an actual children's museum or mm-hmm. a theme park or right. anything, or a normal park for that matter. Right, um, of course. It, I mean, it's not like, but they're not like going to like the Van Gogh Museum and they're like six and confused. You know what I mean? So it definitely will be intriguing to them, but... You know, just just know what you're kind of getting into. And also, if you have any um, physical issues, it's a lot of walking. There are benches spread out within Storm King. You can always go onto the ground and, and sit as well. But, you know, just know that it's an open-air park. And there isn't a lot of seating. But, you know, there is... There's the, the ground. There's, there's the, the ground. ground. <laughs> but um, there's uh, food. They do sell food there. Yes. Even right now. And like I said, there's bathrooms all throughout um, but if you have an aversion to porta potties, well, you, you know that that may get to you. But I used it, and I don't like him, and I lived. It was. I fine. lived. I used one as well. <laughs> it was fine. They were actually kept as clean as you can keep a porta potty. Yeah, I mean, there's just no winning with a porta potty. But actually, they yeah. keep it up really well. And what I like is there's employees always around, and they're checking to make sure there's no shenanigans going on. But there's tons of employees. You can ask questions. They're constantly driving around, and so you know it's a really what I like about it is it's a really well-kept park. You can tell that it's very loved. And it's just, even watching a lot of the people around, watching their expressions on their face, and they come up to these huge statues and stand underneath them, especially like even the Buddha one. People were looking at the at three-legged Buddha. They were staring at the detail work of the of the statue. I think they were also wondering how it was made. Like yeah. the actual construction process. Yeah. I mean even we were. It kind of makes you curious. So there was that one where you could sing into the holes and it would echo. I don't know that you were supposed to sing into the holes. I don't think that you was were. another that was another piece by Lieberman. Uh, he had done that one. I want to say it was called Iliad. Yeah, it was called Iliad. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't know if you were supposed to sing into it. I don't, I just saw a hole and, and I, I got an idea. What can I say? I wanted to hear the echo and there yeah. was an echo. But there was some that if they weren't, uh, basically what it was is the structures had a hole on the top and a hole at the bottom. And if it was the right height, I could sing into it. But if the top was open... Mm-hmm. then there'd be no echo and you'd just be singing. So it was basically finding the poles that actually were covered yeah. on top and only had one other hole than the one you're speaking into. So yeah. yeah. I found I found a hole. Yeah, he, he always finds a hole. Like, oh the yeah. Like, mm. was it, um, like one of them was a picket fence and it was made out of all mirrors. Yes. And so you could take pictures of yourself or others around you and you would show up broken up into these mirrors it was like a picket fence with mirrors it was just so cool there were so many things that you could just explore and have fun with and originally when i went i thought okay we'll spend like two or three hours here and actually we were there until almost the last minute where they started kicking people out. we were there about four hours and there were still some that we didn't see Part of it was we had to go off maps that were on our devices because mm-hmm. they weren't really big into the handing out maps. There were yeah. some posted throughout, but that would mean, mean me keeping track of where everything was and everything we did. And that's just... that We just wanted to enjoy it. We just wanted to take yeah. it in as it came. Uh, but there were some we did not get to in four hours. Part of it's our own pace and part yeah. of it's our wanting to enjoy ourselves. 
it left me wanting more and I enjoyed it. I'm glad we did it. Absolutely. And and that's just it. If I had to do it all over again, I would probably get an earlier time and I would bring a lunch and I would stay. I honestly, I don't know about you. I could probably be there six or seven hours easily. I, I could have done it. Now, maybe other people that's overkill. But for me, I could have done it. I think it also depends on the time of year. And that's why I brought oh, up yeah. that it was particularly nice to go in fall because I felt like Storm King is particularly nice this time of year because... We were we. I don't believe we were peak as far as the no. leaves changing, but I feel we were near peak, and because we were, nature mm-hmm. was almost as pretty as the sculptures, or almost as interesting. Oh, yeah. Whereas it had it been summertime, I don't know that I would have spent as much time by that pond with the Canadian geese and such. In that, the leaves changing colors really made me stop and want to take it in. And I feel if it were a different time of year, I might have been able to speed through Storm King more quickly. Unless it was summer, he would have died. <laughs> because it's just uh, it's open. And if it's like 100 degrees outside and you're under the sun with no shade, maybe you should bring a parasol yeah. or something. Because that would be... That is something I will say. There was not a lot of opportunities for shade for somebody who you need your sunscreen and for somebody who, who may not want to be... It is an open-air museum and you know that. But I think before I went there, I anticipated, oh, there will be shadier spots... There weren't a lot of shady spots. No, there's just like a wooded area near this uh, stone wall. That was like the shadiest section. And then parts, um, there's pockets of shade. But it's in the minority. I would say shade is in the vast minority, whereas sun or open air, (laughs) sun or rain is in the majority. Yeah, especially if you want to interact with the actual statues, then you're going to have to be out in the sun. Um, Definitely. But I just, you know, I just, I really just want to say that what I loved about it was the the art itself, but the way that it played with nature. You, you know, because some of these would look at it and go, wow, that's a monstrosity because it's so huge and just, um, it's, they're gigantic, some of the sculptures. But they just blend so well with nature, which sounds odd. This It's, it's almost like a harmony between the man-made and nature. It, it just complements it well in this situation. Well, and, and some of them were... I brought up Adam earlier by Lieberman. That was not a site-specific piece, but from what I was reading on the website, what it seems like, some of them are commissioned for that specific space. Yeah. So I think that your um, assessment, Camberley, is basically reinforcing that, or you can feel that, hey, the art it. blends really well with its surroundings. And yeah. so... Job well done to those artists who've done commissions. Absolutely. And so, obviously, you know what my opinion is on this. I, when we were leaving and going to the car at the end of the day, um, besides chugging water, because I didn't bring my bottle and I was thirsty as hell, um, (laughs) I kept saying, I want to come back. I want to try to get full, you know, the fall, full foliage, everything changed. I really was looking forward to that, bring a better camera. I didn't bring my really good camera this time and I was kind of kicking myself with that and I was already making plans to go back next fall that's how beautiful this was this is how much I enjoyed it for like the two days after I went I kept going god that was a really great trip even that night I was exhausted because we didn't sleep very much like we no. you barely slept and I only I hadn't been sleeping all that week Whew, it was a rough ride there but I just kept t- saying to myself I can't wait to go back if tickets were available now and I could take another day off, I, I would go back. Like, even this week. It was that magical to me. So, uh, Storm King, yeah. Yeah. For me, yeah. That was enjoyable. And, and so, because this is our Storm King episode, 
when we do road trips, we oftentimes feel as though we should, even when we travel internationally or domestically, we're like, okay, what else is there? Yeah. We, we've kind of gotten to the point where we plan ahead for food because uh, Kimberly and I don't necessarily like to leave that up to chance. No, I we also food poisoning too much. <laughs> that's, that's one of reason. the reasons. <laughs> yes. Um, we also like to plan ahead. So before we went up to Storm King in New Windsor, we had looked at other places around there, other cities that we could stop in. And our first our, our goal, our first place to go was Newburgh, the city of Newburgh, New York. And we sought it out, I believe, because you found a place called Newburgh Flower Shop. I did. Go. And Newburgh. flower meaning F-L-O-U-R, not flower like, you know, flowers like daisies or petunias or yes. <laughs> roses. No, 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 no. As in baked goods. Exactly. As That's where we're going to go. Uh, yeah. Well, so going into, I will say this, going into Newburgh... I'm glad we did this before we went to Storm King, and I'm glad we did that during the daytime. It was a little bit, um, as the driver, when I entered Newburgh, I I got to the street called Broadway. We went to Broadway, and skateboarders were coming at me. I kind of felt like, I don't know, have you ever seen the movie Dogma? Never heard of it. Okay, there's a movie Dogma, and there's skateboarders that are working, I think, for the devil, but I'm not sure. Point is, they're skateboarders, and they're Mm -hmm. coming after people. I felt like those Dogma skateboarders were after me. Because they were on the street riding at me, and people were jaywalking. It was it was a Broadway was Broadway was a very active street. Yeah, that boy. being said, uh, I'm glad we were there during the daytime. It was just a little bit whoa, hey, what's going on? But then we got to the Newburgh Flower Shop, and, and I I don't know that you want to address our experience right when we saw the skateboarders and the jaywalkers. Um, but when we got to the flower shop, we yeah. felt good. We felt yeah, okay. There, no, the, there was pockets of. You know, where you're like, what's going on here? Um, But it's fine. It's during the day. It's fine. Um, And then there's areas that are really, you know, have cute shops and historical sites. You know, so it it just depends what you're looking for. But I was looking for delicious food because (laughs) I was hungry. Well, baked goods, to be fair. And coffee. Actually, coffee. Coffee. Because we, like I said, we were really tired. So the, the thing is, whenever I travel, I have to find dessert. That's what I do is I find dessert. So we, I had researched this, and it got really good reviews. And it's a cute little shop yeah. along a, a walkway, and there's little benches where you can sit and enjoy your tasties. It's on Liberty Street, on which Liberty was, Street. It was, it was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. So we go in there, and a very clean shop, very clean, very polite staff. And um, I was like, damn, I need a coffee. And so I ended up getting a chai latte. I don't want to have too much caffeine. It gives me headaches. I love caffeine, but i got to be careful because I can become an addict. And I have been. So I got an iced chai latte. I had a red eye. That was my first red eye in my entire life. I don't, not talking about flights. I'm talking about the, the coffee espresso mix. Isn't the red eye just like a bunch of coffee? Espresso and coffee, yes. Oh my God. That's jet fuel. Yeah, I was fine with it. How was it? It was fine. Was it good? Did you have sugar in it? I didn't care. I want caffeine. Was it thick? So was it strong? I, and this is when Kimberly gets the sleep thing. We rent cars early in the morning. So basically, I get up. Basically, when the car rental dealership opens, and, I and that's when I pick on. it up. <laughs> she she puts on her face. So while she's face. doing that, I'm doing that. So I was a little bit tired. So I, at my point, my or, point in ordering the red eye, I'm not about flavor. I'm not about frou frou. I want caffeine. I'm always pure, about unadulterated caffeine. So that's what the red. That's what I wanted. That's what the red eye was supposed to be. It it got me through 
for a long ways, I'm good. So, yeah. Was it good? I mean, I don't... It, it's coffee. That wasn't the purpose. The, the purpose... <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> but the, you want good coffee. There's sometimes you're drinking it for the flavor, and there's sometimes you're drinking it for the caffeine. More often than not, I'm drinking for caffeine. Oh. I don't drink decaf. I don't see the point. I do. In decaf coffee. I like ca- I, I like the flavor. I just like coffee flavor, and I wish I could drink it all the time. But beyond that, then we ordered some yummies as well, and I got a lemon. And these are miniature, not full ones. I got a lemon pound cake, which is a tiny little individual one. I got a, a chocolate spiced eclair, and then like a caramel dessert. Yeah, I'm a pig like I that. had gotten the apple cho bun, the spiced chocolate eclair, just like Camberley, and I also got a chocolate brioche custard. Yes. So that's what, what we, we had. had. And um, out of the three of them, I will say that I probably enjoyed the Spice Declare the most. Now, you felt like it didn't have enough flavor. Is that correct? They spice? said it was spice. I wanted more spice. See, and that's what's weird. Normally, I want more spice. I thought it was perfect. I really liked that one quite a lot. It had a hint of chocolate, but I definitely got the spice. I just thought it was really good. And what I liked about it was that they were very bite-sized. Like, they were small. It wasn't, like, a huge portion. So you're not going to feel guilty about eating it. Um, the the pound cake, you had a little bit of that. Yeah, it was nice. I liked that actually better than the eclair. Oh, yeah. Which surprised okay. me because I'm a big chocolate fan. I, I felt the flavor profile was strong, and I, I was... I was feeling it. It was okay. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit dry for me, but it was it was good. And then the caramel one melted in Storm King. <laughs> because melted. it couldn't all be consumed, so we left it in the car. In the car. And it, was it, drama. it was a coolish yeah, yeah, day. Yeah. It was a coolish day. So we are like, coolish? Fine. Like, cool as in the weather wasn't too hot. It but, was about 70. Yeah, it melted. That's not that cool. But it, it still tasted decent. It was still good. I mean, yeah, it was good. I think... You know, here's the thing that that I want to say. Um, we live in New York City where basically <laughs> restaurants compete with each other to bring customers in. And so we are used to getting, like, amazing food here. And I'm, Yeah, and I feel like I, I don't know that... I think Kimberly may agree on this one. Yeah. I'm not trying to rip on the Newburgh Flower Shop. I just feel... I, I Part of me feels like a New York snob at this moment. Because yeah. I'm almost like... No, meaning in that I'm like... I want things to be wow. I want things to bowl me over. And I felt as though they're good. That that was my assessment. Yeah. And then I felt like if it were in New York City, I don't know that I'd go out of my way there. But if I were in Newburgh, then I may. Yeah. I think geography is, is a factor here. Um, I felt the customer service was great. I felt the quality good with quality of the goods. Like I actually like the apple cho bun mm-hmm. of all the things I got. I might have liked it better than your lemon cake i'm not sure which i mm-hmm. like the most point is it wasn't necessarily that anything was bad no it's just when i frequent somewhere or when i become a committed customer or a repeat customer it's because oh my gosh i gotta have you right. and what i'm saying is that the newberg flower shop did not make me addicted now does that mean i don't like them and they're awful no it's just i, I live in new york city so there's a lot of pastry places and a lot of places that make me addicted. right so we're a little bit spoiled when we say that, just know we're a little bit spoiled because of what we have here. But it was very good. The chai latte was good. It was good. It was good. But it wasn't like, woohoo! But it has excellent reviews, and I could see why, you know? But it's just, for us, it was like, okay, you know? So we took our coffee, and we moved on. We moved on. And then part of... Oh, there was a bee, by the way. If you uh, listen to the Beacon episode... B is for Beacon. Beacon is B. Did try to take my lemon cake. Did you there put on lotion? Still be- no. There are that still day? Be- no. There are still bees out there, and it tried to take my lemon cake. We survived. Nobody got stung this time. 
That's true. I did not get stung. If you listen to our Beacon <laughs> no episode, boots, yes, the bees played an important factor in Beacon. Uh, the bees tried to play an important factor in Newburgh. And, and we brought the cane in and pulled them right off the stage. No, we just, yeah. We left. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We just took off. <laughs> it was, it, oh, wow. Anyway, uh, basically Newburgh, and, I, and we had some time to kill before we went to Storm King. So I had done some research about what, Newburgh has to offer and basically if you're a history buff yeah there are things in Newburgh that are interesting one of them that I found interested is it has George Washington's headquarters which is the nation's first publicly owned site and Camberley and I were talking about it and we're like well what actually happened there so apparently it was here where Washington rejected the idea of the American monarchy he ended the Newburgh conspiracy, which basically prevents the military from controlling the government and announced the cessation of hostilities, which is essentially ending the Civil War. So mm-hmm. we figured, hey, we're here. Hey, it wasn't too far from the Newburgh flower shop. So we basically just crossed the street and explored the grounds a bit. Do you have anything you want to you say know, about it? You know, yeah, it's, it's very, this is what's interesting about Newburgh is that it's very historical. There's a lot of history in the city and you know, I'm glad to see it's being preserved because, you know, it, it, it's a big part of American history. And the only thing that was upsetting about it was they were doing construction. So yeah. we, we weren't even sure if we could get into it because you could do tours and things. And it was just really confusing because people kept going in and out of it, fixing it up, which is great because you need to restore these things or keep keep the upkeep going. But there was just construction all the way around the yard, and so we couldn't really enjoy it, which was a little bit frustrating for me, just because I wanted a little bit more. I wanted to explore this headquarters. Um, But it was still historically interesting. It's just it was very limiting with what we could do because of that. So we decided to take a walk. It's like, okay, we paid homage to Washington, and then we're like, you know what? Let's keep walking. Well, and the reason why is because there... I'm not going to call it a architecture walk, but supposedly Montgomery Street and Grand Street in Newburgh are known for their ornate Victorian homes. Apparently, one of the highlights of this is at 196 Montgomery Street. It's Calvert Vaux's Warren House, which is known as a like Gothic Revival mm-hmm. type architecture. Supposedly, these streets are interesting because Vaux, along with Downing and Olmsted, they opened a very prestigious architecture firm in Newburgh that actually was the firm that designed Central Park and Prospect Park. Mm-hmm. Also, when you go up and down these streets, you have Thomas Edison's first power plant, which we did see. Uh, we kind of stumbled on that one. That wasn't necessarily a destination we were looking for. No, and, and, and it was still being used, which was interesting. It, it was Well, there was sounds coming out there of was, it. Yeah. There was definitely power still coming from it, so yeah, way to go, Edison. There were noise. Uh, and why that was happening is apparently Edison lived on Montgomery Street, Montgomery, Street for a while, and then Newburgh at one point was known as America's most electrified city because of Edison's time there. Also, Crawford House, which is a place that has a historical society, they're not open right now, but they do offer tours and such. So part of what we did is just walk up and down the street and try to take in architecture and take Mm in a a glimpse, I would say, into history. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, we must do this, oh, we must go do a tour, we must do that. But we figured it's it's part of our history that, hey, we might as well take it in. We have the time. Obviously, Storm King was the main thrust of our road trip. But we figured while we're in Newburgh, why not? Yeah, and it was it was kind of cool when you see how much history and how many histor- American historic figures were in this city. It really is quite an important city. Um, what was kind of sad, I mean, not sad, but it was interesting because we were walking around and, like, 
we'd get kind of stares like, what are you doing? A little bit. I oh, felt, really? Yeah, a few times like, what? You know, it was sometimes like confusion, maybe because we were looking at the houses and people were like, what are you doing here? Um, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't feel that because I felt like those there were two women who came the opposite direction who I felt were doing the same thing we were doing. Oh, okay. I, that's just way? what I got from it a little bit was that it, I don't think people visited as much as I, I would like. I think it's definitely not high on tourists' lists. And so people may be surprised, like, whoa, people actually want to look at these. Places. Yeah, well, I think part of that might be the skateboarders. People are scared of the skateboarders. <laughs> so maybe, it's a dogma effect. Maybe that was just it. But I was kind of like, what? You know, and part of it is this is the off season for tourism anyway, and I don't know if it's a big tourist town, but if you are in the area and you're there during the day, you know, visiting Storm King, go ahead and check out a little bit of the history because it, it really is quite fascinating. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we we had to pick a well, I felt we had to pick a city because we weren't just going to go to Storm King and go home. No. So we might as well explore yeah, what hungry. else there is in Hudson Valley. Hungry, interestingly enough. Yes. So we did make two more stops in the greater Hudson Valley. Yes, we did. And explore other places. We felt that we needed to go to another. We needed more sweets. So we stopped at Antonio's uh, Cupcake Factory. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, totally. Because so, I want my sweets. And, yeah. and there's just not a lot in that area. Um, so, you know, we're like, yeah, let's do these. And they've gotten good reviews. So um, it's kind of in a strip mall area. And we came upon it, and they have, you know, a decent amount of desserts, and not just cupcakes, but the main event is cupcakes. And I think there's, like, somewhere, like, between 12 and 14 different flavors. At that time. They At rotate time. them, I know. Yeah, they do rotate them, and they may sell out. So, we, originally, I was going to get three and go, and then there's, like, a deal, like, if you get, what was it, uh, 12 or 30. It was 12 for 15. Mm-hmm. No, it was supposed to be three dollars a cupcake. Yeah. So it was six for fifteen or twelve for thirty. Right. So we decided we were going to get twelve, because or yeah, twelve. So six a piece, and it was kind of fun picking out the different flavors. They had unique flavors. That to me was one of their selling points. They had one with it looked like bacon. Now I've seen cupcakes that have been made where they do something with what ganache is it or uh, fondant? Fondant. Or yeah. And they they make it so it looks like bacon. No, this is bacon. This is literally bacon. It was a maple bacon cupcake, and I was wooed in. I'm not necessarily the biggest bacon fan, but I I liked that they decorated them in unique ways, and they yeah. clearly uh, had fun with their flavors. They they really did, and so we got that, and then I got um, a brownie of some sort. It was it was uh, that brownie was good. I'm I still have part of it in the fridge. It was actually really good. The cupcakes, you know, what I will say, and I think you agree on this, was that the apple cupcakes <laughs> were so darn good. It was almost like eating um, a caramel apple, that type of flavor, a candied apple. It was just, those were so good. I think those were some of the best ones. So usually I tend to like big, like I tend, for my money, I want big. I didn't care with this so much. I felt, but when you bring up the apple ones, I think I like the apple ones because I felt that the actual cake mm-hmm. held up. It, it didn't, it felt heartier to me. And I don't know if that's the right word to describe cupcakes. Okay. But like sometimes I feel like it's just flour and sugar, sugar and flour. The, yeah. the, the apple ones in particular, also the maple bacon to a degree, I felt like there was a, a lot of strength behind it. Mm-hmm. I, I felt not a meal, but it was, it was filling yeah. to a degree. It didn't feel like a bunch of sugar or a bunch of empty calories. Okay. It felt like it had some heartiness to it. So that's why I, I think I particularly liked the apples because there was an apple crumb and there was another one, caramel apple, I want to say yeah. with a piece of apple on top yeah. that I actually liked because of the actual cake itself. 
the frosting, my opinion on the frosting's varied. Yes. Just because, as we've said earlier, I'm not trying to be a New York snob, but I feel like now I've, I've started making a list of places and I'm like, oh, this is my new cupcake addiction. Because I do yeah. like cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Um, if I lived in Newburgh, no, I, I, I can see myself going there. And part of it is to see what flavors they're going to whip out yeah. next or see what cre- where their creative juices are going to take them. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, the one I actually like besides the apple ones, there was one with pecans in it and there was pecans actually in the batter. So that one I really liked because it wasn't just, again, like you're saying, empty calories. You were actually hitting pecans in it and added a dimension that was really great. And all the different flavors were decorated in a very specific way. Um, I felt like it was a good cupcake. I did. I, I mean, I was satisfied with them. Some mm-hmm. were bigger hits than others. But if I lived around That's there, life. I would go and grab some cupcakes. Yeah, they were good. I thought they were pretty decent. So, yeah. But we cannot live off cupcakes alone. Or, well, or we can't live off of Claire's and we can't live off no, of coffee. No, we, 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 especially after walking because we walked, God, how many steps? Like, too many. <laughs> was, we walked. We walked a lot of steps around, I, 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 just trust me. It so, was over 20,000. It was over 20,000. So we, we um, were like, we got to eat something substantial. So we were looking at three different restaurants and why we ended up choosing the one we did was because it was right near the cupcake shop <laughs> and so we were looking at a well, korean place yeah in uh newberry i think it was and then there was one that was kind of um cornwall cornwall which was interesting which is thai thai food is one of my favorites and this one just happened to be there and it had gotten great reviews and was very interesting because of its fusion and i'd never thought of a fusion like this before and it was thai indian food yeah. Which was very unique to me, and it had gotten really good reviews, and I'm like, we're here. We we debated. There were there were three places that Camberley had done the research on, and we were talking about, we're talking about, like, you know what? We're, we're here. here. And me driving, don't. <laughs> at this, well, at this point, I was getting a little bit tired, so I'm just like, tired, and, yeah. and rather than, and we were hungry, and rather than just, and it had gotten good reviews, it was on the list, yeah. why not just do it? It's, it's like, literally steps away from Antonio's. Yeah, so we decided, let's go in there. So... You know, we were seated really quickly. Clean place, you know, very, very cute. Um, and so they give you the menus. Of course, I have to have a cocktail. He couldn't because it would knock him on his ass. You'd be sleeping on that road. Well, that, and I'm also paranoid about don't drink and drive, no, kids. Don't, we don't drink do and drive. That. I, I literally, when I drive, I literally do not have a drink if I'm driving. So I wasn't going to have one anyway. But Camberley did yeah, on my behalf. I wasn't driving. No, not at all. So I had a drink. And it was um, like a blossom drink. And apparently I like these blossom drinks, but it was like a strawberry blossom drink. And it was actually really good because it had strawberry, real strawberry puree in it and um, some uh, champagne. And it was just a nice mix. I will say that it was blended quite well. I was really like surprised because sometimes I'm like, "Mm." it was actually really well blended. Uh, I really enjoyed that drink. I didn't really mess with me in any way it didn't have strong strong alcohol and that was so fun. this isn't brighton beach vodka is what you're talking no, about <laughs> no no it didn't knock me on my butt oh. it, it was fine and it was just perfect for what i was looking for but what i found intriguing about this place is the indian aspect so ordering indian food and then thai food and then somewhat of a fusion so we had um a vegetarian was it samsa it was it yeah. was sorry I, it we, was a vegetarian samosa. 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 Oh, samosa. Something else. A samosa. I love samosas, and you know I don't eat a lot of meat, but 
they bring out sauces with it. Oh yes. Oh my And this gosh. is this is when it went downhill. So she had had her berry tulip. Oh, it didn't go downhill in a bad way. No, so. downhill in a good way. She had had her berry tulip. That's what it was and, called. And that tulip. worked for her. Yes. But then when she got the vegetable samosa, oh, oh no. Oh my gosh, they have three sauces. I'm like, I'm trying all these sauces. Stuck with the green one for a while. There was a red one there, and I thought it was going to be tomatoes. And I eat anything. She's not a big tomato fan. Don't like tomatoes. But it wasn't tomatoes. It was called... We asked the waiter because it was so good. Like, they could probably bottle it and sell it. I think he said they did, but I don't know that I believe him. I think he was playing with me. He was playing. But it's called Onion Dervish. And, oh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It It was was good. It was so good. Because I was like, I'll try it. And then I was like, oh... We were almost biting over that portion. <laughs> I, I would have given it to you. It's fine. Oh my God, it, was it was just so good. good. It was good. It was so good. That was probably the highlight of the night. Really? <laughs> well, I actually did like the vegetable samosa. Meaning, oh, I was wasn't good. I wasn't going gung ho on the sauces because again, I tend to be one of those. I'm like, eh, do I need the sauce? Do I not need the sauce? Do I need the sauce? The vegetable samosa was kind of like it reminded me of roti in a way, um, yeah. without without the sauce. So I almost hesitated to put sauce in it but then when i took the crust and put that oh, in the sauce so and yeah the veg- the onion dervish was a hit but i liked the vegetable samosa on its own oh well. it was so good it was so flavorful it was made so well it was just so good i, I really love that but i think camberley's point is you put onion dervish on anything it's going to improve its quality just oh give her some onion gosh. dervish even I, on ice cream man that i think so good wow i think that's what you want for christmas onion dervish for christmas only that for that jar. place that was so good um, so then we ordered, did, what did you order? That, I was like, that's going to have to be a project for us. Now we're just going to go to every Indian restaurant or every Indian Thai they fusion and ask for, onion, ask for onion dervish no, and I find it. I don't know it. if that's normal. Um, I actually had a chicken tikka marsala. That's right, which I love. I love that so much. But I was like, no, I'm feeling Thai food. And I went with a red curry dish. Um, I, I love red curry. I love red curry. I love curry. So I went with that and I eat it every place. It does tend to be spicy. You know, it has bamboo shoots. Um, I went with shrimp because I don't really eat um, beef or anything like that. And it's just pretty much that standard with coconut. So it's coconut broth with um, bamboo shoots. I love this. It's standard Thai dish. And it's supposed to be spicy. It has a little chili next to it. It's like it's spicy so be prepared so i'm like yeah i love me some spice it came over smelled delicious they were really generous with the shrimp and that's what impressed me mm. more prawns than shrimp but it, they were generous a lot of the times they'll give you one like two or three there was like six or seven and like, they were well done you said they were cooked really well uh, they did not like the protein was there they didn't scrimp on that which i really appreciate I will say the flavors were really good, really well balanced, except that it was not spicy at all. Part of it's her. She loves spice. No, you even tried it and you said it wasn't spicy and you Uh, don't tolerate spice as well. Disclaimer, it's because on the menu they put that little pepper thing by implying it's spicy. So I I don't have a problem with things not being spicy because I usually avoid the pepper. Like, anytime yeah. I see that pepper on the menu, I go the other direction. I'm like, nope, skipping that. Nope, skipping that. Because I actually want to enjoy the meal. Yeah. I don't want to be dying because of spice. So because of that, I didn't have a problem with there not being spice. But I can see how somebody, if you're ordering something and thinking there's going to be spice, I, I just wondered if this is the kind of situation where Camberley had to say, hey, 
Hit me with the spice. I was a little bit disappointed, I will say, with that. It, the flavor profile was great, generous with the protein. It reminds me of what I order at a restaurant here in New York City called Rin. It's the same exact dish. With Rin, they make it spicy. Like, I'm And you like, don't even have to ask for oh, the spicy. Oh, no. Yeah. You can taste that spice. And what makes it so good is when it's mixed with that coconut milk. Oh, it's the perfect combination. And it was very delicious. I enjoyed it. The jasmine rice, yum, yum. I love jasmine rice. But it just, I wish there had been a kick more heat with my dish. I was a little bit sad that it wasn't there. I was happy with mine. I was good. Actually, I, and this is a comment that Kimberly and I made after we left is, if, basically, if Citrus, that restaurant, were in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. it's the kind of place we would go to oh, regularly yeah. because the service was nice, the quality of the food was good, it, it, it it's unassuming. Like, people may not go, oh yeah, that's a place to go out to eat, or oh yeah, it's fine dining, yeah. or... It, it's not, you know, frou-frou. It's not, no. oh, but I don't need it to be because the quality of food is good and the service is nice and and it's it's worth my time. It was, it's on the to-do list. It was on the to-do list. And I'm not being funded by Citrus. It was so good. You know, it, it was just honestly, that was like, it, it would do well in New York City, I think. It was that good a quality. Um, as far as pricing, some may say, we tend to differ here. Some may say it's a little bit expensive. I found it a little bit expensive for what it was. But I would go back in a heartbeat, and I won't complain. Yeah, you know, I won't. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it is a little. Uh, I, I didn't. I got over it. No, I <laughs> did too. Because the quality was good, and that's the thing that I do want to say is that the food was fresh. You could tell that it was very fresh, and it was prepared well. So I'm not going to complain about it. I'll pay a couple more dollars, but I also in think price you, to get the quality. But I also think your money's worth. Because if I remember right, you were like, "Oh, I'm so full." Oh, I was. If I remember full. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, think i recall you saying oh i'm so full whereas when we went in there we were not full no so no so i thought it was really good i do recommend citrus if you are in that area if well you better be in that area because storm king's in that area you better be getting it's it's literally up the road like i i think it took what maybe 10 minutes to get yeah from storm king to citrus yeah so with a little detour but anyway, yes, that was our second road trip out of New York City. Hey! Yeah, and the thing is, Beacon's actually right across the street. Uh, not across the street, but across the river. The river. river. You, so, could, like, you could you could, make, you could get, go to Beacon for like two hours or whatever and then go over. You could make it a whole adventure. They actually have cruises or little little ferry lines that go across the river to from Newburgh to Beacon. So you really could hit both of the cities we've hit. Absolutely. In our two road trips thus far. Absolutely. And this time, he, uh, we didn't get too lost on the way back home. Just a little bit. No. <laughs> we get lost every time we try to return back. But we, we lived and it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. But uh, with Belt Parkway, they're still crazy. But um, yeah. no, yeah. it was honestly, it was a really good trip. And I do really want to just say how much I love Storm King. And I just will say it over and over and over it really is quite magical. You can see pictures online to make sure it's the kind of art that you like or something you'd be interested in. It's not for everyone, but I really loved it. It's really, truly a highlight for me in New York State and something I'm really proud that is here. Yeah, I wish it were closer. I actually wish both Storm King and Citrus were geographically closer to New York City so it could be go there to go to both of them more often. So yeah, I would recommend this if you're checking out things in New York City, putting it on your to-do list. Absolutely. Take that road trip. Head up north to Storm King. Get out there. And citrus. With that, live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation. 